start with part two. Part two. I'm so excited. I know. Let's do a little recap for the audience. Okay. Good idea. And me. Okay. Recap. We found out that Lucy and Suzanne were lovers. Whoa. Easy. Oh my God. I know. I know. Wild. They knew a lot of famous people like Salvador Dali and authors like Mariah Carey. Yes. And Mariah Carey for sure. She probably (laughs) thawed and went back into the ocean by then. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. And then they moved from Paris to Jersey, but not New Jersey. Not New Jersey. Not New Jersey. The regular Jersey. Then they started basically fucking with the Nazis. and But they, not like literally. No, not literally. Just <laughs> <laughs> they just decided to use their own propaganda against them, which is pretty smart. I love. Yes, I love that. And that's where we, we kind of left off in the change of command from Captain Boyd to like somebody else coming in on Jersey and the Nazis are well aware of this soldier with no name. And aren't they Nazis staying with them? Yes. So they stayed in in their house for a couple months and then left, but no one, they didn't write why they left. So, you know, things are getting um, very tense right now in, in their story. Yeah. And the world. Yeah, that's true. And then we left off too, where they're, just about to do like build this Atlantic wall and I'll get into that. And that's that's where we left off on Glee. On Glee. <laughs> Next time on Glee, Next Leah time. Michelle is a bitch. And she can't read. <laughs> and she can't read. <laughs> Hitler, you know that dude. Uh focus. Yeah, that yeah, one that dude. dude. He, he folks, who shall not be named. Yeah, he, and with no nose, you know, that dude. <laughs> <laughs> he focused more on the Channel Islands around 1942. And that was when the Atlantic Wall was beginning to be constructed. And this, of course, was Nazi pride. It all fell on the soldiers of this organization. It's, it's German. I'm going to butcher this. But it's organization... <laughs> tote or something but it's ot for short so i'm just going to refer to it as ot because i can't okay. pronounce it That's um fine. <laughs> yes now the ot camp brought a crazy amount of activity to where lucy and suzanne were on jersey because remember their house is right behind where that hotel that they stay they used to stay at and so it's right by the beach All right. and so they saw firsthand every day as more and more laborers showed up to build this granite seawall that blocked jersey's high tide so the construction of the atlantic wall was to make sure that it would block the high tides coming into the land and that it kind of prevented people from invading the channel uh islands and so the nazis kind of took advantage of them lucy made contact with one of the ot workers most of these workers would go back to their camp but few kind of stayed behind storing tools and such And one night she snuck down to go talk to this guy and she started talking to him in Russian, but he told her that he was Ukrainian. Now, yeah, now these workers were not German. Most of them were captured and forced to do labor and most of them were Russian, surprisingly. So, yeah. And once Lucy got him talking, she mentioned or she motioned to um, Edna, which is the caretaker that helped them out because their house is like massive. And Edna brought down a small package. It's hard being rich. I know, right? So hard. 
<laughs> so she kind of made friends with um, this one worker from Ukraine and he began to cry when he saw like the package because they put like cake and they included socks and stuff in there and he was mm-hmm. like so emotional by the gesture that he grabbed Lucy's hands and said um, comrade and so that that meant that they would continue to do this for him and so they kind of realized that they had like a safe space with some other residents on there like not mm-hmm. everybody was with the Nazis that they thought. Right. They're forced. Yeah. So <clears throat> with that came a relationship. And so they would kind of look out for each other. And this was a way that Lucy and Suzanne could kind of still get away with their propaganda and give him gifts. Because, you know, as slaves, basically, they weren't getting anything nice or any well food or anything like that. Really sad. So with the notes going around, the new commander... Because remember, we have a new commander now. Deemed that radios were too much and that it allowed residents on the island to hear a different story about the war's progress. Basically, they just wanted to control the media. Controlling the media will just start today. Yeah, exactly. No matter what news you watch, they just want you to tune in. Yeah, 100%. So this worried Lucy and Suzanne because they used the radio to get their information to write the soldier with no name letters. They eventually Mm -hmm. had to surrender their two radios. Because of this ban Uh, on radios, the prison filled up quickly, mainly because people didn't want to be cut off from the outside world. I know I wouldn't, so this made me, like, this made people retaliate and, you know, keep their radios and go out and find new radios somehow. So Mm -hmm. Suzanne and Lucy, not wanting to be in prison, they handed over their radios, but then they somehow found a Philips radio on the black market it and smuggled it in. I, I don't was going to say, there must be like a black market of radios or something. Yes. Like, I don't know how. Like prohibition kind of for yeah. radios. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know how they smuggled it because I mean, they are on an island so you can see when people go in and out. True. Yeah. yeah. But this was really dangerous and if soldiers, you know, wanted to just knock on the door and come in to do an expect- inspection, they mostly likely figure out that they were behind the letters since that this new commander was so um, strict on radios. Soon there was an order for deportation of non-residents that came from Berlin. Lucy and Suzanne didn't believe this and knew it was just the new commander. And the new commander's name was Colonel Nachfuss, which is a hilarious. I, I was going to say Colonel. I thought you were going to say Colonel Sanders, and then um, the crack out. Yes, Colonel Sanders. <laughs> <laughs> what's the clue colonel colonel mustard yes colonel mustard colonel mustard yeah every single time i think of colonel mustard from clue i think of what's his name from tarzan the bad dude you know that comes in and like try to shoot. yeah i don't remember his name though yeah i can't remember but that's what no, i think exactly of. What you mean though yeah so <laughs> colonel um sanders <laughs> Uh, actually executed this order so they knew it wasn't coming for berlin other residents thought it was because they just wanted to scare the crap out of them they decided to protest and fabricate an entire issue of a fake magazine lucy and suzanne decided to protest and they fabricated an entire issue of a fake magazine I love this so much, and I really wish this magazine survived somehow. If anybody finds it, that'd be cool, but I don't think it'll ever be found. They used everything in their arsenal, from their photo montage humors, their writings, they even made fun of the new commander. And once they were finished with their fake magazine, they went to church and they accidentally left a package where they hoped that it would somehow make it into the hands of Colonel Nakfus or Colonel Sanders. They, 
Yeah, so they basically compiled everything that they've done previously into a magazine. And we're just like, you know what? We're going to make fun of the new kernel. We're going to make fun of everything and just leave it there, which I think is fantastic. 1943 is happening and everyone can feel the tides are turning and German morale is down. On the island, they heard of the defeat of Germany by the Russians. So residents created the JDM or Jersey Democratic Movement and began printing their own anti-Nazi leaflets. I know. Now these messages definitely made it to Boyd and Colonel Nockfuss. So they were a little bit pissed off. And Lucy and Suzanne still were not deported because remember, they technically are non-residents on Jersey. Like they weren't born there. They're still there. Mm -hmm. They're not deported. But Lucy ended up receiving a letter to report to Silver Tide Guest House. They did not know how serious this letter was. And if they ended up uh, finding that Lucy is of Jewish descent, like they had no idea. So they didn't know if this letter was because she was a non-resident or if this letter was because they found out she had Jewish... Ju- or just a generic letter to everyone, maybe? Right. They had no idea. Knowing that Lucy had to go, George, who was Edna's husband, their housekeeper's husband... He actually worked in the hotel and overheard soldiers or like how soldiers would do their searches. And so Mm -hmm. just to be safe, the night before they had all of their contraband in a suitcase and then took that suitcase to their garden out in the back and piled sticks and other things on top to make it look like, you know, random (laughs) debris on the property. Yeah. So just in case, you know, why Lucy was going to silver tide guest house if they decided to do an inspection they would still be safe which is super super smart um right (laughs) i was just like i would have never thought about that (laughs) and then lucy headed to the hotel the next morning and she played on her illness because remember they're like late 40s now and they've already had they have mental illnesses remember she had that root canal right then suzanne had a you know what is it a cancer scare yeah so She played on her illness and it must have been convincing because Lucy was able to return after the questioning. And in Lucy's own writing, she said they probably just made up excuses for the old lady who seemed ill. And that's in her own journal. So she just really, you know, kind of, I know she like worked them really good. Time went on the leaflets. That <laughs> the leaflets that were be- being spread around seem were like eerily similar to what Lucy and Suzanne were making, which was kind of it worked out in their favor because then it just seemed like you know oh it was from a group how they kind of planned on it. As these leaflets were making their round, food became more scarce so much, so much so that people started eating their pets for a source of food. Yeah, even to this day, there's like little animals that actually remain on the island. And during this time, very few animals. And Lucy, Suzanne had a pet cat named Kid. And Suzanne noticed that because the food shortage was like happening so much, they kind of had to hide their cat <laughs> because they didn't want people to like oh, take okay. their cat. Oh, that's crazy. Isn't that insane? And during this time, she noticed because Lucy is pretty ill, she was becoming more thin and super thin. But they still pressed on their fight with against the Nazis, and they also remained on guard when sneaking out to get materials for the next letter or these leaflets that they made. So a lot of stuff was happening. They felt the Nazis were kind of getting on them, but then food became sore, so they were becoming weaker, so they kind of had to... They still continued their fight, but it was very difficult during this time. Mm-hmm. So soon, Lucy and Suzanne would have to house some prisoners that actually escaped from the OT 
but they can still continue to do their work and get their message across the island. They knew, though, by still doing this, that they would put themselves more at risk, really just couldn't stop because more people were eating up this information and more residents were trying to fight back. So even though they had escaped prisoners in their house, they still continued to do their work, (laughs) which was super scary because if the prisoners got caught, they could be like, well, I have this information. So it was very on edge. And soon on the morning of June 6, 1944. Okay, so if we know anything about history, this is a big deal. They were listening to they were listening to the BBC. There's a big boom. (laughs) Yeah, there's a big boom. And this came on the air and it said under the command of General Eisenhower, Allied naval forces supported by strong air forces began landing Allied armies this morning on the north coast of France. D-Day has come. Early this morning, the Allies begin the assault on the northwestern face of Hitler's European fortress. The excitement they felt with this news was overwhelming. And the pushing back after all these years with this news, they started to set up surveillance against illegal radios, you know, because (laughs) Nazis were like, Hang on. I get that you're all excited, but now we're going to like double down. So they started to set up surveillance against all these illegal radios and press people more for information and names of people that might be secretly turning like tuning into this news because the islanders remember had everything confiscated. So people they knew somebody was getting this information and so that's when they started to really hunker down. So 5 days after the attempt to assassinate Lucy or Lucy <laughs> assassinate Hitler costing <laughs> it uh, Lucy and Suzanne went shopping and on the way home their bus was stopped by a soldier Lucy was clutching her parcel of cigarette papers you remember how they used to stick like little notes in cigarette yeah. packets because yeah. you know in those little things were the soldier with no name notes so this soldier was mm. forcing everyone to get off the bus Nothing happened. And that's because the soldiers were called away and they were allowed to get back on the bus. They both knew, though, that this was a super, super close call. Mm-hmm. Even though this is the end of the war, the Nazis really started to like feel the pressure, you know, people pushing back because they're right. losing. And so you they, know it's the- yeah, they know it's like the end for them, really hunkering down on everything. They get home, eat dinner, and then they hear a knock at the door and they knew exactly who it was. And it was the moment that they have been expecting this whole entire time. German soldiers were at the door. Five men, to be exact, and one of them was the Captain Boyd himself. So the one that's no longer in command of the island, but he still like works there. Mm -hmm. So he showed up at their house. He announced to them that they are there to search the place. So during the search, Lucy and Suzanne remained calm. They also remained super sad. Like one of the soldiers asked them, what do you think will happen to you? And Lucy just replied, I think that probably you will torture us and shoot us afterwards. And the soldier was just so stunned and didn't say anything. <laughs> like she just straight up was like, you're going to kill us. Like, I know that. Yeah, you're going to kill us. Yeah. And the soldier just oh, kind of blank stared. It's so scary. Though. It is scary. But also this is this part of their story. There are extensive writings from Lucy and Suzanne. So, All of these like little quotes that I'm going to say and like their interrogation. Yeah, it's straight from their journals and all of the papers that were found in their belongings. 
So it wasn't long until... That's really cool that we have that history. I know. Isn't it super cool? The, the soldiers were searching, and it wasn't long until they found that suitcase that, you know, was once hidden in the garden. And in the suitcase, of course, mm-hmm. was the typewriter, the leaflets, the radio, all the things that point to Lucy and Suzanne to being the soldier with no name. So Captain Boyd asked Suzanne, do you know what we found? And Suzanne's sassiness, she replied, of course I know. I'm not an idiot. <laughs> and then she goes, like, I don't know. I just love it. Like, the sass and the balls to tell a Nazi soldier, like, I'm not an idiot. Like, I know what you found. Yeah, like, the, I know what you found. Of course. Like, I'm the person. <laughs> and so then he it's goes... Me, I. <laughs> right. It's me. I'm the problem. It's me. <laughs> and so, remember how I said there was a soldier that stopped the bus earlier in the day? Yeah. Yeah, it was Captain Boyd. Yeah. He dressed up in disguise because he had suspected it was two women. So when they went on the bus to search the bus, he later told Lucy and Suzanne that they looked to be more intelligent on that bus, which is why they ended up searching their house. Just because they seem to look more intelligent. Yeah. Which I'm like, how does one look more intelligent? But maybe like well better dressed or something because they were wealthier. But I also think because, you know, at this time, remember, especially Lucy, she looked more masculine. So maybe she just dressed a certain mm-hmm. way and maybe he just thought they were more educated. Not, I'm not really sure. You know, they cert- they uh, searched the house. They continued to look, you know, for anything else. And then they ended up taking them to the prison where they started to interrogate. So Lucy and uh, Suzanne were interrogated by Carl Heinz Wolf. Who, from all accounts, was the most notorious Nazi on the island. Like, he was just evil, did the worst interrogations, according to, you know, records that we have. So they started by trying to extract names from them so they could, you know, start making arrests for anyone that was involved. But, of course, we know that it was literally just those two. But because (laughs) they made it seem like it was a group, they were really trying to get them to tell, like, you know, say the names. And so during this time, of course, you know, it's dinner time, they ate, and they had their whole entire house searched. Now they're in the prison, and Lucy was having a hard time staying awake. And the questioning Mm -hmm. was really going nowhere. So they separated Lucy and Suzanne into two, two different cells. We don't know exactly what happened, but Lucy... There were accounts where Lucy said written accounts where she was bloodied and covered in bruises by the time she made it back to the what cell. The yeah. So I'm pretty sure they probably just beat the shit out of her. That's what I'm assuming. Yeah, it is really fucked up. During the night, the guard was making their rounds and saw Lucy unconscious on the floor. So the guard began shaking Lucy and was unable to revive them. They lifted Lucy up and carried them to the hospital. Suzanne, a few hours later, collapsed on the floor of their cell. They took Suzanne to the same hospital. Prior to this event, they had asked for Lucy's heart pills, but inside the container was Gardenol. They most likely took this while in the car to the prison for interrogation, and they had always planned for suicide to be their final act, and now they basically have succeeded. Gardenol was just basically Mm -hmm. a drug that would kill them. but. Just kidding, like, because I like Hitler, how they wanted to yeah commit suicide. Or exactly, just kidding, because four days later, Suzanne regained consciousness, so it didn't kill her. 
And it took about a week for both Lucy and Suzanne to fully recover from their suicide attempt. And the interrogation remained at a halt until they could be fully, like, you know, of sound mind. In their separate cells, Mm -hmm. they made friends with Otto, and he was their guard. And he would bring them their meals, and they would maintain a close relationship during this whole entire time they were in prison. So a lot happened, but it's... I'm not going to go into full detail. A lot of people would visit them like another, you know, their housekeeper. And then they really got to get to or they got to know Otto a lot more. And they would also just pass notes to each other and send other prisoners notes along. Um, (laughs) And from what I read, this was the majority of their time just waiting to be interrogated. And so people would just, you know, visit and they would just pass time by talking to Otto because he basically sat there in front of their like cells the whole entire time. Yeah. During the interrogation, once they were a full health, they asked, all your property will no doubt be confiscated. Suzanne replied in her cleverness, like, oh, well, in that th- in that case, if the house is burgled, it's your headache. And I'm like, OK, <laughs> so basically they're telling them, oh, well, we're going to confiscate your property. And so she's like, OK, well, if people break okay. into it, it's not my problem anymore. And I'm like, yes, <laughs> they literally give yeah, no please. fucks. And. I love, I love it. <laughs> and I think this is I why, I think this is why the interrogation took so long too, because they were just so sassy. Sure. Because they They're were, they were, down. they were super intelligent, you know, to be like this bold. Mm-hmm. And both of them have written like accounts of this interrogation and each is different in certain ways before they ended up like ended the interrogation and got them to admit that they sent the leaflets around and how they got the information there's this one written account and i laughed so hard at it (laughs) so they (laughs) ask lucy how did you distribute this and other messages to the northern part of the island lucy literally was like you know easy we used a push pin to attach the envelope full of leaflets to a wooden crate that was guided by your own German soldiers heading in that direction. <laughs> so, so she basically told them, yeah, use your own men, you dummy. Like, no big deal. You dumbass. And mind you, this is all like written accounts. I'm not making this stuff up. Like they were yeah, really this, like... this bold and sassy. <laughs> I love That's it so awesome. much. Yes. Suzanne... But during this time, Suzanne didn't know the fate of Lucy and Lucy didn't know the fate of Suzanne. So like, okay, so they could be dead or. Yeah. Even though sometimes they pass notes, it wasn't like an everyday thing. They would go like a couple days or weeks without passing a note. And they couldn't really ask Otto like, hey, is this person alive or not? Because he wasn't supposed to. Right. Suzanne just really couldn't take it anymore, not knowing if Lucy was dead, if she was getting beat up, you know, starved, etc. So she actually took a shard of glass and sliced it into her wrist. Yeah. It wasn't successful, though. Suzanne and Lucy sat in their cells, you know, just withering away. At this point, Suzanne attempted a second suicide. Uh, Wasn't successful. They still didn't know if Lucy was alive or not. And then Lucy just became thinner and thinner because she already was super ill. They Mm -hmm. laid on a thin mattress. And because she was so skinny and so bony, she ended up getting abrasions along her spine. Oh, wow. She was laying down so much. Right. And... 
because she was weak, because she wasn't getting so fed. Blood, or not blood sores, uh, bed sores. Yes, basic, yeah, basically bed sores. And her body wasn't getting enough nutrients because there's little food on there. And then because mm-hmm. now the Allies are beating down Germans, the Germans aren't getting their supplies. And I say they have the, yeah, they're not getting supplies because the Allies are stopping. Yep. So it, in it, which it's like a good thing, but it's also bad for, you know, people like Suzanne people and Lucy. Yeah, it's just not good. This remained the case day after day as they waited in the prison. It wasn't until September. Basically, they were captured in June, right? Yes, June, because that's when D-Day was. It wasn't until September that they came back to question Lucy and Suzanne. You know, they attempted the first suicide. They had to get better for interrogation. They interrogated them a little bit and then basically had them sit there until September. So they were just sitting there for a couple months, just not being questioned at all. My guess is they needed just more information to search for things, which is why they let them sit there. And I think they started this again because Allied forces were continuing to dominate over Germany in controlled areas. So then they started the interrogation back up. Suzanne saw Lucy, though, on the way to the interrogation, they write in their journals that they were relieved, like knowing that Lucy was okay. In the in the question Suzanne weeded through, or in the questioning, Suzanne had to weed through all the propaganda to what was theirs and what wasn't theirs. So the Nazis actually had over 300 pieces in their possession. So I assume... This took a really long time to weed through all of this because not all of that was theirs. It was also other groups on the island writing this stuff. And Mm -hmm. during this interrogation with Suzanne, they account for how frustrated the Germans were and how they really wanted to know details. She later stated that it was more comforting to realize that we had annoyed the Germans a good deal more Mm -hmm. than we ever dared hope. I honestly feel like that's the best win you could ever have during this time period. Like knowing you were doing such a small act of art and propaganda, but you pissed (laughs) off the Nazis so much. The Nazis. (laughs) Yeah. And so and Suzanne writes about that in her journal. She's like, it was just comforting to know we just annoyed the crap out of them. And yes. So as time went by. So that was around September. And then as time went by, they stopped interrogating them. And Lucy forgot it was her birthday. So she turned 50 in prison on October 25th, 1944. Remember, they have been in there since June. Otto, who, you know, they grew close to, reminded her that it was her birthday. I'm sure if I was in prison being like fed less and sleeping uncomfortably on cots, I would forget, you know, it was my birthday as well. But it was just kind of... But it was just kind of cute that the prison guard was like, hey. that he remembered. Yes, because they became friends. I thought that was so sweet. Lucy and Suzanne were calling in uh, for one more or being called in for one more round of questioning. And this was just three months after their last. So their last questioning was in September. So October, November, December around there, I'm guessing, or November. I think they had their last round of questioning, but instead of the same person, they were now being questioned by the prosecutor himself. So instead of Mr. Wolf, the really terrible interrogator, because he was getting nowhere with him, the lieutenant actually went in to question them because he was the one that was prosecuting them. Basically, it was the same line of questioning as before, just, you know, getting more insight and seeing if they left out any information. Reading through all this, which was a lot, considering the lengths that they both went through to try to remember everything. One thing about this interrogation stood out, though. Lieutenant Lang, or Lung asked, are you sorry for what you have done? And Suzanne replied with, 
You speak as if I had a broken teacup. I am sorry we were caught, but what we did was not done on the spur of the moment. It was a regular work, a considered and planned activity spread over several years. If I could regret it, I should have not done it. I love it. It's so spicy. She basically just politely told him to fuck off and they were proud of what they did. I love it so much. There is, I'm telling you, when I was reading, there is so much that they remembered from the interrogation. Like in Suzanne's journals, she goes like step by step, like what they asked her and like how she replied and what they showed her. It's extensive. I'm surprised that we still have all of this stuff. Yeah. Soon after that last interrogation on November 16th, 1944, they were finally being court-martialed. It took so long. If I, that was me, I would have been like, dude, just give us our sentence already. You know, <laughs> they had, yeah. you have all this stuff, just either kill me or whatever you need to do. So of course, when they were court-martialed, they have everything laid out in front of them on the table all of their letters, the photo montages, leaflets, etc. that they had created over the years. And they also had all the confiscated contraband. They had all of their radios and the typewriter, everything just spread out on a table for this like prosecution. They again went over great t- detail, everything from the beginning to when they were caught. At the end of the trial, this was said. It said, they said, or the judge said, even though you use spiritual arms instead of firearms, it is indeed a more serious crime. With firearms, one knows at once what damage had been done. But with spiritual arms, one cannot tell how far reaching it may be. They then announced the sentence they were given. They started by saying all the confiscated items and all their property, you know, would be officially confiscated to the Germans. And then they were sentenced to six years of forced labor and nine months in prison. They then sentenced them to death for creating and distributing propaganda. So basically... They so, were just sentenced so to you're death. In prison and then, then you're, they're like, actually, you're dead. Yeah. So like the other charges didn't matter. They were just sentenced to death. So as the war went on, the Germans, you know, were pushed back even more. And soon Hitler was pushed back to Berlin, which we all know he would never leave. You know, so they say. Mm-hmm. They say that he escaped. But who knows? So they say. Conspiracy theories. <laughs> I would say there's a full conspiracy theory of him not really. So the Allies were advancing fast. And on the Channel Islands, the Germans started to release poli- uh, political prisoners. And Lucy and Suzanne were not among those political prisoners that were being freed. They continued to sit in their cells waiting for their outcome. Yeah. And this is scary because it's like right before the war is over. Yeah, it's literally months before the war is over. On May 1st, 1945, everything changed. Word spread to the Channel Islands that Hitler shot himself and the war was finally over. One of the guards told Lucy that he's no longer a soldier and screamed it. And when they heard this, Lucy said, but you're still wearing that damn bird. And so that's when he took it off and gave it to her. And then there's this really cool picture of Lucy in prison with the Nazi bird like in her mouth, like she's trying to break it in half. Oh my God, I love it. I love it. It's so great. So when with all that, they were free. They literally were released from prison. The war was over. They they didn't die. Wow. They didn't get their death sentence. Yeah, if they would have carried out their sentence right then and there, they would have died just days before the mm-hmm. war was over. That's crazy. I know. So they headed back home. But of, but of course, you know, when they headed back home, everything was in shambles. Pictures, paintings, mm-hmm. everything was gone. 
taken by the Germans. Uh, very few things were left. And what neighbors and friends could save was returned to them. So when they were taken, after the soldiers left, their friends and neighbors actually went into their house and took what they thought Lucy and Suzanne would think would would be valuable, which I thought oh, that was... Oh, that's really sweet. Right? I thought that was so sweet. They basically eventually like they they were built built everything and then connected to old friends after the war so they still lived in their house they rebuilt it like whatever they destroyed but by 1953 lucy's health was in very big decline lucy was diagnosed with a kidney tumor that was inoperable so lucy died on december 8th 1954 at the age of 60 i know so sorry. what an amazing life though like, right? holy crap i could only hope to do that much exactly so suzanne buried her love in the cemetery on jersey right behind their house and suzanne never went back to france she actually ended up selling the house she once shared with Lucy on cha- the Channel Islands, and she moved to a different part on Jersey. So she still stayed on Jersey. She just sold the house, which I guess I get. Like, you live there I for so long, that, yeah. and, you know, it's sad. Be there. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't blame her at all. I guess knowing that everything was taken, you know, having a partner pass, it really can take a toll on you. So Suzanne later in uh, 1969, she actually gave a collection of Lucy's papers, drawings and letters to an old friend like Lucy wished for that. So before Lucy died, she had asked Suzanne if she could donate all of her stuff to her close friend. It doesn't specify which friend it was. But Mm -hmm. I'm guessing just someone that she knew throughout her her whole life. Then at the age of 79, on February 19th, 1972, Suzanne was suffering from appendicitis and could no longer bear it. So she laid down in bed and she overdosed on sedatives. She basically Mm -hmm. took her own life. And then Suzanne Mm -hmm. was buried alongside Lucy on Jersey. I know. But man, crazy life. So that, that yeah, that was a wild ride. Lots, lots to unpack, but how cool of a story, isn't that? That's just so. That's cool. a really cool story. But before yeah. we conclude this amazing story, I'm going to talk a bit about their photos and artwork, just a little, because we talked all about how they distribute it during mm-hmm. my research. There was a lot to unpack and a lot that was going on, and how they did it. I figured I could explain some of their pieces, like at the end here, just because. You know, there's there's a lot, but are you gonna put it on your Instagram? Too? Yeah, I'm gonna post some of the pictures of them and then of the photo montages and stuff that were actually saved. I'll post that so people can see. Let me just explain. Like one photo montage, I thought was just insanely cool. There was lots of fluidity in it, and it reminds me a lot of Dolly, which makes sense considering they were friends mm-hmm. with Dolly. But it has like right. a bunch of hands down the back. Like I don't know how to explain it. A bunch of hands and like it's all coming out of like a wrist and it's two hands holding an eye. So you have a bunch of hands around it, around coming out of a wrist, but then there's two main hands holding an eye. And if you follow your eye down, there are lips attached to the bottom where your forearms would be. It's like super odd. But the more you look at it and the more you you stare at it, the more you notice. The cooler it is. Yeah, you notice like different little things. And there's like another set of hands on the left side holding what looks to be a hand mirror. So literally, if you look inside the hand mirror, there's a deformed looking bald person just chilling in there. So it's like a hand that's a mirror. And then inside the mirror is like a person. I'm not sure. Ooh. 
what's I know. I'm not sure what's behind it, but it's just really cool. And it it's very dreamlike, you know, very obviously surrealism. So that's that's kind of what their photo montages were, but then they would put, you know, Nazi anti-Nazi propaganda around it. So it would catch your eye. But then if you look closer, you realize, oh, wait, there's a message. message. (laughs) Yes. So they were really clever with that. There's awesome. Yeah, it's just super cool. And there's some badass photos of Lucy just dressed in men's clothing. Like, I can't even tell it's Lucy. (laughs) Like, when I look at photos of Lucy, you know, in, in old age and prior, when I look at the one where she's dressed as like like in men's clothing, it doesn't even look like her. Like she disguises herself oh. so well. She's super stoic I mean, and like feminine. Drag queens. Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what it is. Drag king. Yep. Yeah. And it just captures, Suzanne captures Lucy, her vision perfectly in all of these photos. There's one photo that I love so much. It's so silly. <laughs> it's literally Lucy. And she's walking their cat kid on a leash. Oh my god! Down yeah. Jersey, I love it so much. <laughs> because remember when we were young, our neighbors she would walk her cat in her bathing suit and yes, throw on the leash. That's exactly what it reminded me of. Except Lucy wasn't in a bathing suit, but I was just like, oh my gosh, my childhood. <laughs> yeah, and it she was always like all the time with her freaking oh cat. Gosh. It was always like a like super hot pink bikini too. Like yeah, something it was like she wanted to be noticed. Yeah, and I'm just like we're in the middle of a farm town <laughs> and you're on a dead end road. There's nobody here. <laughs> like I don't understand. <laughs> but like, the hey fa- boys and they're like old grandpas. Yeah, grandpas. pretty much. But what I don't understand is they didn't even have a pool. They didn't. Right. Like they didn't why was she Well, they had a sprinkler. But yeah, but why? But really, a grown woman's just gonna walk her cat around a sprinkler? Like she had to <laughs> get ready, like water. Exactly, but she had to get ready. Like she had to put the swimsuit on to walk outside. Sure. Like now that I think about it, that's just really weird. <laughs> that is really weird. <laughs> it's so weird. <laughs> oh my gosh. Anyway, back to you know Lucy and Suzanne. Not much of their artwork is actually left, just because you know Nazis destroyed a lot or. They sold off stuff. Yeah. But they do have some casual doodles like in their journals that I'll also post on Instagram. But one of them being the song that they redid while um, that popular German song that they uh, changed the lyrics to. That's one of them that was saved. And then another was um, while in prison, Lucy drew a bunch of like soldiers faces and random figures on the back of cigarette packs. And that surprisingly (laughs) survived, which is really cool. And it's very um, the way it looks is very like contoury, you know, like continuous contour. It's very cool. Um, I I honestly really funny how out of everything those survived. Right. It is very weird. Maybe with the prison guard. Um, Yeah, maybe because they were friends with Otto. Maybe he saved it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm pretty sure, though, the cigarette pack for Lucy, but it's not clear if it really was Suzanne because a lot of this stuff they didn't sign. So we we know for a fact Suzanne took photos because she that was her thing. Um, and Lucy did create mm-hmm. a lot of the ideas. Suzanne was the one that went to art school, so we don't know. Really, history buffs don't know which one of them did it, but it's still gotcha. pretty cool to have. Yeah. 
And I really, I honestly really wish there was more save because it would just be so cool to get a clear insight onto their creative thinking, you know, and behind. But the Yeah, and how they did it. Yeah, but the stuff that we do have, you know, you can kind of wrap your head around knowing everything that they did, like kind of what what happened. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that's all I have on Lucy and Suzanne. Wow, that was an amazing story. I what know. a cool snippet of history that no one really knows about. I know. That's like, what they really did make a huge difference in just their own community. Yeah. You know, standing up against people. And like I always Nazis. like I always wonder like if they didn't do that, how would that island, you know, because they made right. friends with so many people and especially like the laborers that had to like create that seawall and they helped them out mm -hmm. and then more of the soldiers, excuse me, started to like push back. I'm wondering what would have happened if they didn't like would the Nazis have gotten worse? Right, taken over? Or, yeah. yeah. Like what happened? More powerful in a way. Very weird. Mm -hmm. I always, I always wonder about that. But what I am going to do, though, is I'm, I'm going to link the book that I read because it's called Paper Bullets. It's, oh, a, yeah. it's a really good book. And I'm going to link that in the show notes. And then I found this website that kind of archived a lot of their photos that they took in some of their drawings. So I'll do that. So if anybody oh, wants nice. to see that, they can, they can look at it. But it's very cool score. Um, Yay. Well, yeah. For letting me be on your podcast. Of course. Really Hopefully it was interesting. <laughs> I know this is a little bit different than my other episodes because normally my other ones I base more on like the art, but I thought this was such an the interesting art. story. Like they still created art, oh, but yeah. it was in a way that, you know, it it pushed people back. It made people like kind of come together and then push those, you know, Nazis back. The, yeah, the assholes away. <sighs> yeah, exactly. Unfortunately, we still have some of them. <laughs> yep that's true alright well thank you so much for joining me we'll have to do this again yes. and I'm thanks everyone for listening yes and I'm sorry you have to wait you know a week for part two but it's worth it it's worth it <laughs> it is worth it <laughs> okay bye okay bye everyone bye